So we just hit a thousand downloads on the Miss Adventurous podcast. And that is insane. Thank you so much for listening. Even if you just hit play once and you're back again listening to this one, I really appreciate you doing so. I would never have thought that uh, six months into making Miss Adventurous, I would have hit a grand. A thousand people have listened to me. Holy crap. Thank you for giving me your ears and your attention in a world that is so filled with things that are trying for our attention. I really appreciate you giving me some of yours and lending me your ears and letting me into your minds. I hope you've enjoyed the last six months. I've enjoyed it. It's been such a really awesome ride. Here's to another thousand. Actually, no, here's to the next million. Oh yeah, single ladies, this one is for you. If you are single, doesn't matter how long you've been single for, if you have tried dating in the millennial world, then you definitely have at least one of the following social media accounts. Bumble, Happen, Tinder, Plenty of Fish. God, there's so many of them out there. I chat with Russ and Amanda from The Social Collective. These guys are dating coaches and Holy hell, the amount of advice that Russ gives is incredible. He is the mastermind behind the social collective and he's a guy. So essentially he's talking about dating in the millennial world from a man's perspective and what we can do as women to try and figure our shit out around that. It's getting real. I will tell you right now that I have used some of the advice that he's given me that we talk about and it's actually started working for me. You know, it's all about changing your mindset when it comes to trying to find a partner in life or love or whatever it is that you want to call it. And if you listen to this and you know someone who's dating and they've got a bit of dating fatigue or they've gone, I've deleted all of my dating accounts and I'm I'm done, I'm done with men, they need to hear this. Genuinely, tell them to listen to this podcast. You are welcome. Hiya, welcome back to Miss Adventurous with me, Tiffany Rouge. This is the podcast that inspires you to change your world for the better, to help get you out of your comfort zone and start making positive change in your life. It gives you a look into someone else's life who is just like you, but has achieved extraordinary things. I share these stories with you to give you an example and so that you can use their advice, their situations and the stories as a way to live a more fulfilled life yourself. This is your haven of positivity that keeps you accountable. It advocates for you to be a nicer person, including to yourself, and helps you with your own self-awareness. If you're the type of adventurer that sees life as one big adventure, no matter how big or small, and if you're looking to take that leap to start making positive change in your life and create your own significant path, this podcast is for you. So go on, hit subscribe, and while you're at it, tell a friend. You may have noticed that this episode sounds a little bit different. That's because Chris and the legends at Sounds Like an Earful have really helped me out with a lot of imaging and some sound. Sounds Like an Earful is a really awesome resource if you're looking for royalty-free music to use on your podcast or your ads or anything else. So definitely go and check out Chris and the team at soundslikeanearful.com. I'll put a link to the best place to find all this music in the show notes. Thank you.
I wanted to talk to you about dating in the millennial world in particular, like being of the uh, Tinders and the Bumble and the social media generation. Um, I'm finding that through all that dating, the social media apps and whatnot, I'm finding that a lot of the signals that I tend to give out by just meeting people on the apps is that I'm DTF when all I want to do is just get to know someone. And that's kind of how I'm coming to this with you guys. Do you see it as that kind of playing field? It's so interesting that you've actually brought that up because prior to the online apps, prior to Tinder and and the dating culture that we have today, Mm. you had to meet people in person. Right, so you'd meet them in a bar or you'd meet them in a coffee shop or you'd meet them to a friend of a friend or a house party. And because you're meeting them for that moment, that that expectation of being DTF, as you put it, or um, that expectation of it being a date didn't exist until you actually went on the date. Yeah. So now you've got this platform, which is Tinder or Bumble or Happen or the likes. Mm-hmm. And no matter what foot you're putting forward, no matter you know how you, you connect or what you say to each other, the moment you're sat in front of each other, that expectation of it being a date mm-hmm. has come to the table. Mm-hmm. And I think given the sheer abundance of choice that you now have on the apps, there is, um, let's just say, let's call it a population of people, right, who do come to the table of it's a hookup culture. Mm-hmm. Who Okay, I'm really on there because I've got easy access to girls or guys, and, and depending on what you want. And so I think that that whole idea of the hookup culture of being DTF, it's put this perception over it that, well, I'm only on the apps if I want to get laid, mm-hmm. right? For some people. Mm-hmm. But then do you find, at least from your experience or through your friends and stuff, that there are a lot of people that are in the app that are actually trying to find love or are out there trying to, to get into a relationship from the apps as opposed to only coming from that perspective of hooking up? I think a lot of the girlfriends are using it to find love. Yeah. And the guys that I speak to that are on it are looking to be DTF, you know? Yeah. So when we last caught up, you were talking about this whole, like, funnel. And I have told three other girlfriends <laughs> about the funnel. And they're like, really? Wow, I never thought of it like that. And it just makes sense. So I think it's called the How Many New People Have You Met This Week Funnel. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) I like it. It's a great funnel. But in your mind, can you just cover off what that funnel is? First thing... I want to caveat on this whole funnel thing because it's it's not new it's not it's not rocket science and it's it's been done it's like it's 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 actually come straight out of marketing if you think about it it's mm. like it's like a marketing funnel and if you think about um, what you're doing on some levels is you're putting yourself out there and if you were a product or a company you had to market yourself you had to put yourself out there mm-hmm. it's who do you attract to you what kind of people are you putting into your life what kind of people are you meeting and uh, in in the past I've seen other dating experts and other people in the dating space use this as an example but to break it down right the way I see this is that if you were to think about how many guys you meet regularly in a week right and have a a connection with or even just start a quick conversation with have a quick chat with Typically, from our experience, from the people that we've worked with, from the market research we've done, from from the different women in Sydney that we've spoken to, that answer tends to be maybe one or two. And when I say, oh, so where, where did you meet these one or two people? But they might be at a coffee shop and it might be the barista. Mm-hmm. And they might be like, oh, thanks for the coffee. Oh, yeah, my name's Russ or whatever that, that comes up to be. But typically, what happens is if you imagine this great big funnel and you're putting one or two new connections or new people that you've met at the top of this funnel, 
And it's getting filled. You've got to deal with demographics. Mm -hmm. You've got to deal with the guys that you meet that are not interested in dating, the guys that are married, the guys that are gay, the guys that don't date tall girls, the guys that only date girls with brown hair, the guys that are trying to find themselves, the guys that you don't like, mm -hmm. the guys that you're not interested in. And by the time you're too new connections your two new people have made its way through that funnel mm. nothing falls out down the bottom like nothing yeah <laughs> and you know it can be incredibly frustrating in today's dating world it can and so what we do is we go off onto tinder and online and in theory if you take tinder or the dating apps all that is is an introductory service so what that's then doing is popping a whole bunch of new people in the top of your funnel mm -hmm. anyway and you've still got to deal with the demographics however the people that you're putting into the top of the funnel at the moment are already coming to the table with i'm either want i either want to hook up or I either want a date because that's why they're on the apps so if you kind of flip that script a little bit and go well what do i need to do to get more guys into the top of my funnel and i'm really clear tiff right it's not I don't want to date more guys. I want to meet more guys. Mm. So if you then start to get 10 guys that you meet in a week, 20 guys that you meet in a week, however that might be, then the demographics start to work and it does its thing and, you know, you get filtered out. And what drops out down the bottom of your funnel, and I'm using my rabbit ear quote marks when I say that, is um, potentially one or two guys that you might want to date and you might want to take forward and explore whether they're the right kind of guy for you. Following on from that funnel, like, is there a difference between dating and love and your love life yeah god i get so passionate about this honestly i think there is a huge huge difference between your dating life and your love life i think we forget that and i think we mix it up and i think we try and drive our dating life car with our love life heart and we end up getting hurt right. uh, and, and the only way i can really think about this is your your dating life should be treated as nothing more than a screening process it's you finding out if he's the right kind of guy for you you should have like minimal time and energy and investment, not no energy or emotion or investment, but minimal because you don't know if he's the right kind of guy for you. It should be fun. You should be bringing fun to the table. You should be mm. excited about going on a date. You should be excited about meeting new guys. And you shouldn't be investing too much until you know that they're the kind of guy that you want to transition into your love life. And typically, because I personally think your dating life is a screening process, it's really driven more by your brain and your thoughts and your and what, what do you want and what kind of person do you want. Your love life, on the other hand, mm. that's about your relationships. That's the, not just like relationships with a, a guy or someone that I want to be in love with. It's relationships with family, friends, that sort of thing. Yeah, well, I think so. Yeah, well, relationships with a relationship, right? Yeah. But if we're talking about you, your love life in terms of a romantic interest and we're talking about your love life in terms of maybe having a family one day or mm. maybe maybe getting married, if, and if that's important to you and that's why you're potentially dating in the first place, yeah. then I think your love life's really about the ups and the downs it's the bad it's the things that go wrong it's the things that go right it's where you learn from the guy you're with you learn together and you grow together right and that's typically driven by your heart really and how you feel i think it's important to keep in mind that when you've met someone that's investing as much time and energy and emotion into you as you are into them then things can fall to shits but then you pick the pieces up and you grow together and that's the the crux of a relationship if you can separate your dating life from your love life 
And you can realize that while you're going, what you ideally want is a love life, is a relationship, then you start to come to the table of dating in a different way. You start to be less invested off the bat. You start to have better standards. You start to screen a lot better. You don't run the risk of getting hurt. And I think that's the important thing. There's always a risk of getting hurt. But the more you invest, the more likely you're going to get in hurt. So before you go and invest in this guy, I think just make sure he's the right kind of guy to be investing in. And how you get to the guy that you invest in is by doing the dating and meeting the different guys. Yeah, which right. kind of comes back to this whole idea of the funnel, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really easy for me to sit here and say, oh, you've got to get more guys into the top of your funnel. You've mm. got to get, you got to meet more people. But what does that actually mean for the real person out there? Yeah. And, and for what I think it really means is that what you need to start to do is look a bit more introspectively at your lifestyle. Do you have a social life that can serve, or a lifestyle that can serve your your, your dating life? Mm. And then do you have a dating life that's going to then serve your love life? And so if you take that focus off of it being about, I need to find a guy, I need to find a husband, I need to find a boyfriend, and start to put the focus more about, well, what's my lifestyle like? Am I sitting at home on a Friday night eating pizza and watching TV and not really putting myself out there in social situations where I can meet new guys? And to be clear, it doesn't necessarily mean just going to bars. Mm -hmm. That might just be putting yourself in social situations. It might be going to meetups or going to doing an art class or whatever that means for you. You know, what does your lifestyle look like and what do you need to change in your lifestyle to give you more exposure to different types of men or the kind of guys that you're looking to want to be with or meet? And that starts to lend itself quite nicely to that's what you want to put in the top of your funnel. Mm-hmm. So you're now looking at your online presence. So yes, don't stop using Tinder. Don't stop using Bumble or Happen. I'm sure there are many people out there that are frustrated as hell with it. Oh, yeah. And then there are going to be many people out there that love it. But that's just one tool in your bag of tricks for meeting new people. Mm. Then go out there and and work out how can you meet people in real life in terms of that lifestyle. Like, what can you do to be around more guys that you would like to date? I completely agree with that because I have, you know, we had this chat maybe like a month ago and I've since sort of put that plan into action right and I think because last time we caught up I was done with the dating apps I had deleted my Bumble account I was not even on Tinder I'm still not on Tinder but I have since gotten back on it and gone all right I'm going to give this a go with that fresh perspective so how important is the perspective to finding what it is that we want right because I'm at that point now dating lots of people and it's interesting that you talk about the social life because I've been on about four dates this week I would normally have been sitting at home and happily like Mm. work on my podcast get ahead of myself and instead of doing that I'm going out and I'm meeting all these guys and they've Mm. been sort of average and they're okay but they're not the best or they're not sort of what I'm looking for in that sense and what's that mindset wise I'm thinking I need to start looking at what I want and the qualities that I want in a guy because Mm. I've now gotten to the next step of that stage where it's like, okay, I have this. I have the ability to go out and meet new people. What am I looking for? Yeah, like, and that's really important, right? There's that whole saying, there's plenty more fish in the sea. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go out fishing and you just take your boat out and you go and take it out into the middle of the lake and you're sitting there and you cast your line, you don't necessarily know what you're going to catch. You're going to wait there and you're going to hope for it and then you're going to catch something and you reel it in and it might be a, a mackerel. You right. go, okay, I caught a mackerel. And then maybe in the next day you go out, you do it again in the middle of the ocean or wherever you fish. As you can tell, I'm not really much of a fisher. <laughs> but you, you know, you're in there and then the next day you catch a salmon or a trout. You're casting out your net, so to speak, into mm-hmm. a huge ocean of anything and everything. If you just then thought to yourself, well, actually, you know, all I really want to do is catch salmon. 
Mm. You might go to a part of the ocean or to a part where salmon exists in, in a river or a lake. And again, if there's anyone out there that's really into fishing and fish, I, I apologize <laughs> if this uh, metaphor is all over the place. But yeah. the idea is you start to think more targeted about what you want. Today, we're so reactive in dating, it's ridiculous. We don't respond to our dating life. We don't think about having a strategy or anything like that. We just kind of get in there and we just kind of go, hope for the best and meet who I meet. But if you start to think about what kind of guy that you want, and let's say, as an example, and to build on what you were saying there, you know, start thinking about what type of man I want to date, mm. what type of man I want to be with. And you kind of go, well, I want a guy that goes kayaking every Sunday morning. But every Saturday night, you're out in the Ivy, parting it up, hoping to meet the right, that kind of guy. Chances are, once in a blue moon, he might be there. But most Saturday nights, he's in bed asleep because he's got to be up at 5 a.m. to take his kayak out. Right. So start to think about, one, what kind of guy do you want? It's like meeting them where they are. Yeah, exactly right. Why not? Right, and mm. and this is where there are so many parallels that I draw to. It's going to sound so strange, right? To like dating and then marketing. When you, if you, anyone is a marketer out there that's listening, they'll go, "Oh yeah, this is a marketing funnel. Totally know your market. Know <laughs> what you're talking about." But like, how different is it really, right? I challenge anyone, right? I would put this out there to anyone listening. I'll say to you guys is that if you met your ideal guy, right, your ideal man. Mm -hmm. The person that you wanted to be with, the person that you would see would potentially be your lifelong partner, your husband, if that's important to you, the father of your children, if you want children. Does it matter how you met him? Would you stop at nothing to meet that guy? Would you do whatever it takes to get there? If the answer is yes, stop listening to all the noise and say, oh, all my friends are going to the Ivy on a Saturday night and I'm going to go out there and hopefully I'll meet a guy. But I keep meeting the same guy every night with a different name. Do whatever it takes for you to get out there and to meet him. And that might mean starting to think about what kind of guy you want. One more thing is get real about what you're looking for. I've done a lot of work with guys in the past in the dating space, particularly around charisma and charm and, and conversation starting. And I suppose that's sort of uniquely placed me to, and I suppose being a guy, to think like a guy. And when I've worked with guys, I've often said to them, what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. They are, I'm looking at, they've rattled off this long list of things that they're looking for in a woman. Like, it's got to be tall, it's got to be funny, it's got to be interesting. And the more women I've worked with and the more the social collective started to grow in this dating space, it's a very similar approach. I'll say, what are you looking for? And girls will say, oh, I want him to be really intellectual so I can have a really good conversation with him. I'd like a guy to be funny and interesting. I'd like a guy to be really engaging and charismatic. I'd like him to have a great body and look after himself. I'd like him to go to the gym three times a week and whatever that means for them. There's this huge list, right? It's very specific, but it, yes. But everyone's got it. Yeah. Everyone listening there in their head somewhere mm -hmm. rattling around there is like, yeah, I, I have an idea of what I'm looking for. But... What I've found over the years, and this is the thing I find really interesting, is we don't fall in love with characteristics. Mm. We fall in love with values and behavior. So when you're out there screening a guy, all of that stuff is nice to have. Definitely go after what you want. But then start to look at, well, what kind of like values does he have? What kind of behavior? Is he the kind of guy that might be really engaging and charismatic and interesting, but he seeks validation? He needs you to approve him all the time. He needs you to tell him how great he is. He needs, he, he blames other people for his mistakes. He comes home from work and goes, everything went wrong, but it's not my fault. They're little red flags that will start to show up later on in the relationship. Yeah. Is he the type of guy that might have a great job and have a great body and be really intellectual and have really good intellectual conversations with you but his behavior says that he needs to feel superior every time he's around you he needs to feel like he, he's got no compassion behind him so what are his values and what does his behavior say about him start looking for those red flags and you might find someone that not only will you fall in love with him but he might fall in love with you too fingers crossed so, right <laughs> who knows who knows let's talk social collective in a nutshell 
what is the social collective? We're really trying to break dating, I guess. We want people to start talking together. We want people to be more social. We want humans to start interacting with other humans again and stop swiping and making judgments based on a, a three-second mm. look at someone's four photos. And that being said, like it really is a thing because we've kind of lost that mental face-to-face human connection. And that's it. Like It's a big part of dating in the millennial world because not only are we dating on photos and over text, but we're talking to people like... I speak to my family I text them more than I speak to them on the phone it's such a common thing and I like that you guys are trying to break it yeah we want more meaningful social connections at the moment we're working in the dating space because that's a fun fun space to play in and everybody says you need to niche if you've got a business so this is our fun niche What's really interesting about this is we're not a matchmaking company and I don't want us to ever be a matchmaking company because mm. we can't guarantee, we don't have a stack of men hiding behind the curtain that you can take Damn on the it. way out. You know, <laughs> so here's a high value man, take one as you leave, please. Yeah. No, like so, and it's not our responsibility, it's, it's your responsibility to find the right kind of guy for you, yeah? Mm-hmm. And if you do this right, it can be an incredibly fun journey. It can be an interesting journey. It can be stories you get to tell your friends for life, the dating stories, and then how you met your partner. It's a really fun journey, and the big driver for me is not to end up with dating fatigue when going through this process. And so to do that, we position ourselves in a space of how can we help you get there? And so we run talks and workshops. We've done a series of interviews and podcasts and and the likes, and two to the end of the year, we've got a series of talks. The last one we've got for this year is called Where Have All the Good Men Gone? And it's happening in December, and I want to say December the 6th. And the whole premise around this talk, it's not... Where have all the good men gone? Oh. It's kind of, how do you start conversations in real life with the kind of guys that you like the look of? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you break the ice? How do you go over? What do you, what are the skills you need to do that to, to maybe disrupt this digital dating era that we're in? Mm. And it's quite a fun talk because it addresses quite a lot around the way men think in dating today and how guys show up just from my experience working with them. But also, what can you actually say to start the conversation? You know, what kind of guy are you looking for? What kind of woman are you? It's, it's a whole bunch of stuff. And it's a really cool little workshop. It's pretty interactive. But other than that, we are working through building out um, an online course. Uh, and the online course is part of our entire strategy. Mm-hmm. And it's called Date Differently. Because that's what we want you to do. We want you to date differently. And it's gonna it's broken into four real main areas. And this whole idea is think differently, meet differently, engage differently, and attract differently. Mm. So change the way you think, change how you're meeting up guys, how do you build rapport or break rapport with them, and, and how do you engage with them. And, and kind of, I guess, my favorite one is, you know, how do you build attraction? How do you be flirty and fun and cheeky and charming? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all the kind of good communication skills that are wrapped up in how to do that. So, Amanda. Yes. What would you tell your 22-year-old self? You're cool. Get over it. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, Cool. We all have all these self-doubts that we're not good enough and, you know, we're different to other people. Be different. Be you. Love you. People will love you for it. Ah, so good. So So good. Yeah. And what are your wise words to live by? Don't be a dick. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, cool. Just be kind. Don't be a dick, you know. You can get away with kindness just about anything. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Concur. Russ, you've had a bit of time to think about it. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm grateful for that time, to be honest. (laughs) So So, start off with what you would tell your 22-year-old self. What would I tell my 22-year-old self? Um, 22-year-old Russ was an uber nerd. Okay. And he was embarrassed by being an uber nerd. And I think I would go back to him and I'd say, dude, own it. 
and love it and just be proud of it because fast forward 10 years everyone's going to want to be an uber nerd mm. a geek is chic now but anyway and don't be embarrassed of just being who you are because i think 22 year old russ hid away from the world a bit too much for his own good that's exactly what i like that i appreciate that because i think 22 year old tiff was hiding away from the world as well mm-hmm. and it was just it's it's not a message that gets sent out enough that until you sort of figure out your own value you're always going to want to hide away but i think we're way more valuable than we think we are yeah. so i agree and your wise words to live by i don't know i really believe that everyone deserves to love and be loved whether you're out there dating or whether it's about being closer to your family don't give up don't shy away from it just get out there and do whatever it takes so that you get to experience loving someone and being loved by someone beautiful what about you yeah that's a great Uh, question thank you no one's asked me that yet (laughs) what are your wise words to live by tiff no one is ever going to put as much thought or action into your thoughts or actions so as long as you're pure with your intent you're sweet Mm. i actually really like that don't Mm. overthink it yeah it's that whole like yeah people dwell on stuff when you probably shouldn't and it's like oh shit should i have done that and it's like no you did it or you're gonna do it you want that it's okay that you want that it's okay that you have some strange love for snails or whatever it is it's totally okay because you love it no one else needs to dig it except for you and 22 year old self um, I'm loving, can I just say I'm loving this role reversal? Yeah, no, I am too. I like it. Where was I at 22? I was living in the UK. Don't get back together with that idiot for the third time. Oh. <laughs> How many times did your mum try and tell you? That? <laughs> no, she was the lovely consoling person. Like, if you need to try again, you got to try again. At least you're there till the end and you gave it a go because you don't want to regret. And appreciate every day and every opportunity you have. Because where I was, I was doing some really cool things and I didn't appreciate them because I was so sold on the end result. You know, the journey wasn't important to me and I've since realised that. Actually, you can enjoy the journey as much as you're going to enjoy the destination. If that spoke to you in more ways than I can think of right now, well, the guys at The Social Collective are putting on a workshop on Thursday, the 6th of December. So that's next Thursday. So not tomorrow, if you are listening to this in real time when this episode drops. It's happening in Sydney. So if you're local to New South Wales and Wollongong in Sydney, definitely head to the show notes. I will put a link to The Social Collective or just Google The Social Collective Sydney and you'll be able to find where this workshop is happening. You can buy tickets to it. It starts at 6.30 down in Surrey Hills. But I'm glad that I was able to have this chat with Russell and he was able to change my mindset in the way that I have been thinking about dating. If you're having a light bulb moment right now, I would love you to share that, whether it's write a review and actually say that you've had a light bulb moment and that, you know, this has actually changed your mindset. That would be awesome on iTunes or just tell a girlfriend who you know might be struggling a little bit with this. I think this is really important stuff that people need to hear and need to know especially when it comes to dating, because I agree with Russ, you know, everybody should be loved and have the ability to love. So if you want to give that love to someone else, share this podcast. I love you for it. 